Hi, I'm JP. And I'm Adam. I've never seen Lost. I have. I'm told that it's good. I liked it. I'm told that it made sense. Sort of. But we're watching it out of order. So it definitely won't make sense. But it might still be good. Since we won't expect it to make sense, we'll still be able to appreciate each episode on its own merits as a one-hour story. Sometimes two or three. As opposed to just a fraction of an ongoing, sprawling, and increasingly complex tangle of relationships, personal stories, mysteries, mythologies, experiments, social dynamics, unnatural disasters, unanswered questions, and hot tropical hookups. Are you okay? I'm not sure. Because you lost me a little bit there at the end. Good, because I've been lost since the beginning. We're We're lost lost on Lost. Welcome, everybody, to Lost on Lost. My name is Adam Busher, and I'm joined, as always, by the King of Swing, J.P. Russell. Yeah, swing, swing man. That uh, I'm a swinging. That's that's me. <laughs> uh, J.P., before we get started, I want to make a, a topical announcement, Ooh. sort of a timely sort of thing. Mm-hmm. This episode will be airing in November. Yeah. Um, it is not November. <laughs> No, but just this past week from when this episode will be first originally airing, uh, my little brother, cousin Arthur, is dropping his uh, his debut single. Ooh, dropping them beats. Yep, and he's uh, for for a track uh, that he's been working on for a long time called Keepsakes. Yeah, uh, it's a super good track. It's already up on Spotify. You can find it there. In addition to the track being on Spotify, you can also see a music video to accompany yeah. the track. On mm-hmm. YouTube, which you shot for him, right? I, I don't remember. I was pretty drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, just Arthur and I got to run around and uh, be artsy folk with uh, camera and music, and it was super fun, so go check it out on the YouTubes. Yeah, you guys just bond around uh, Appleton and Shano, and, uh, and yeah, the, the music video, I've already watched it like three times it's amazing uh, I, li- I listened to the track on spotify like 10 times just check it out uh he's my little brother i'm super proud of him uh, i'm yeah. super proud of my co-host for the work he did on the video uh, it's all good it's all awesome it's all local just suck it up you know suck up that local content <laughs> <laughs> that's a weird way to put that <laughs> should we get back to our regularly scheduled lost content i suppose all right here we go Today we're talking about the other 48 days, the seventh episode of season two and the 32nd episode. Overall, our centric characters are everyone's favorite all grown up cast of the Lord of the Flies, Ana Lucia Cortez, Dr. Bernard Nadler, Elizabeth Libby Smith, and of course, Mr. Echo. It is the tailies, y'all. The other 48 days takes place on Go Figure Days 1 through 48 after the crash of Oceanic Flight 815. JP. That's me. Got a recap for us? I do. Hit it. So if you've never blacked out in Eschwabanon, Wisconsin, this episode is basically the same thing. (laughs) We get a look at the first 48 days of the illustrious Tailies. Long story short, they do terribly, absolutely terribly, because they're missing a vital member of the team, John Locke. How dare Uh, you? (laughs) Yeah, shut up. Libby defends her thesis, Goodwin shows off his chiropractic skills, and Bernard has a first-class seat on Spirit Airlines. (laughs) We are joined... Ladies and gentlemen, non-binary listeners, by a very special guest today, we have the one, the only, well, it's, it, normally we go, I, I, this is the part where I question whether or not we do first names and last names. Today, we have a guest with a qualifier and a last name. We have Coach Brandle. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Nick. 
Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for. Uh, I, I know this episode is is airing sometime in November. Um, it is currently a very hot day in June, and we are crammed uh, in my upstairs with equipment that's not working. So thank you, first and foremost, for your patience with dealing with all of this. What's, uh, what's the temp local? It was 88 last time I checked. But we're drinking red wine and bourbon, so hey. There you go. Uh, and, and, to, and to all the people listening in November, uh, even though that's uh, a lot of years in the future, I mean, can you believe what's been going on with Aaron Rodgers? Unbelievable <laughs> so far. I would I would not have predicted it back in June. Don't even joke about <laughs> that. I'm going to leave that there. You shut up, you. <laughs> Um, Nick, please tell us a little bit about your history with the show Lost. Now, you watched in its original run, correct? Because all three of us watched the finale together. Yes. Um, that was only the second episode of Lost I had seen at the time. <laughs> um, but, uh, and you, you have rewatched it since, correct? Uh, la- yeah, during last summer, during the indoor time that we all had um i was i don't know where this episode came from but there was an episode on tv i don't know if it was like one of those free streaming services that has you know crappy tv shows on 10 years after the fact but an episode of lost was on and i just decided to watch it and i realized i don't remember this episode like i did not remember it sure so I'm like, well, I'm going to torture myself and I'm going to rewatch the whole thing. <laughs> Time is the most precious commodity and you realize that you... Well, the list of shows that I binge watched <laughs> since, you know, March of 2020 is long and distinguished. <laughs> I can uh, tell you that. What? I mean, do you want to give us like a sampling or like, because uh, you have a legal pad with you, which is yes, pretty intimidating. And this was a full legal pad before I started this episode. <laughs> uh, well, Lost was one of them. Cheers. Okay. Doesn't the Cheers have like 16 seasons or something? It's up there. Okay. Uh, Coach. With yeah. Craig T. Nelson. There that you makes go. sense. Uh, New Girl. Oh, good one. Which I enjoyed. Hill Street Blues. <laughs> I watched the entirety of Hill Street Blues. So good. Uh, Love Hill Street uh, Blues. Uh, a, sh- a show called Revenge that was on ABC. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That was that was one my 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 girlfriend told me to watch. And, and, yeah, that's as weird for me to say as it is for you guys to hear. <laughs> yeah. But my uh, girlfriend said, "Oh, watch this show," and we watched that one together. Uh, then she recommended one called The Rain, which is it was a Netflix show. It is basically the Danish Lost. <laughs> It's a Danish, like, post-apocalyptic, this rain comes in and they're trying to find their way and survive. And everybody, all, every actor's last name ends in G-A-A-R-D. It's, well, just, it's awesome. You know, Adam, I've been wondering what we were going to do after we're done with Lost. I think we've got a strong yeah. front runner. <laughs> but we can only record when it's raining in both Los Angeles and Milwaukee. <laughs> uh, I watched the... Uh, UK version of Whose Line Is It Anyway? Every episode of Saturday Night Live from 1975 to 1980. Um, CNN's History of Comedy. Anthony Bourdain's No Reservations. Rick and Morty. The old. You watched super- all of No Reservations? Yes. Yes. I mean, we were all stuck. Uh, at, we all were, we were all on collective timeout for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose. The old supermarket sweep. <laughs> And then I'm currently, right now I'm currently on season seven of Mythbusters. <laughs> Nick, you doing okay? I'm doing great. All right. <laughs> I got to tell you. Okay. I, I started watching Mythbusters and then uh, Carrie Byron liked one of my tweets. So I'm living the high life at uh-huh. this point. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I, I was deemed an essential worker. I had 10 days <laughs> off. So I just, you know, anyways. Um, but yeah, lost. I, I, I watched it again and then like. 
after I rewatched it again, then you guys were doing this, and I'm like, whoa. Perfect, this, perfect timing. The stars are aligning. When you finished your second rewatch, um, how'd you feel about it compared to the first, uh, the original run? Uh, I'm just, I was less angry. I can <laughs> say that. I mean, I kind of knew it was happening, so I was just looking for other things in there. And right, because because when I when, the first time it went through, I watched it, and then there were like these radio shows, morning radio shows. I knew which day of the week they had their lost recap sure. going on. Yeah. And I was online. There were forums and we were doing mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, yes, I'm I'm I, I was knee deep into it. What what is the smoke monster? Mm-hmm. Well and and Adam, you you've said very early on in our podcast that this was it was one of those cultural sort of like water cooler. Yeah, it was, it was like the water cooler show. And like from at least in my memory, one of the last like great broadcast water cooler shows like there are still shows like this that exist. But just the way we consume television has now changed. Something like Lost, I don't think, has captured the attention of such a broad, broad swath of the American audience, of the worldwide right. audience. It's like, you know, Game of Thrones, like there are popular shows, Game yeah. of Thrones and stuff like that. But like Lost, everybody, everybody had their fingers in and everybody had an opinion and well and it's it's network television it wasn't a it wasn't an hbo it wasn't a a sopranos where you had to have a subscription it was just on basic ass television game of game of thrones best day you know they did you know i think their best premiere or finale was like nine million viewers or something like that like lost was regularly still into the seventh sixth season i think doing over 10 million for even its worst episodes and yeah because it was on broadcast HBO's numbers were probably much higher because uh, they're not counting those of us on the pirate baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome! Uh, well, Nick, thank you for coming to talk with us. I know we we've, we've wanted to have you on for a while, but the episodes we specifically want to have you on for are in the latter half of our show. Um, so we just sort of picked one at random, and I'm. Very excited. This, this <laughs> You're was, here for this one. If if this was a random number out of the 106 episodes, wow, <laughs> you picked a gem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Adam, we t- we'll talk about it. Should we talk about Let's it? Let's get into it, man. Let's, do, Let's it. do it. The other 48 days originally aired on November 16th, 2005. It was written by Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse. Uh, Damon Lindelof, of course, best known for his six issue miniseries Ultimate Wolverine versus the Hulk that was suspended after the second issue due to his heavy workload elsewhere. <laughs> And Carlton Cuse is uh, recently known as the co-creator of the eight-part CIA propaganda video, Jack Ryan, starring John Krasinski. Uh, This show, this episode was directed by Eric Lanouville, who is a very busy TV director, but he had uh, an acting career before he became uh, a director, and he was in Death Wish with Charles Bronson. Oh, hell yeah. Now we're talking. (laughs) Wait, just Death Wish the original or like? Death Wish three, like all of them. I, uh, I'm, I think, I think the first one. Oh, so he's not the giggler? Then I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the other forty eight days. Um, if you like flashbacks, this yeah. this thing is the whole thing's a flashback from start to finish. Like, yeah, it's wild. I mean, I I joked that it was like blacking out and a schwabanon, but like, I for how much ground they had to cover in this, I actually. Up until the last three minutes, they did a really good job of just moving really quickly. And, I, and I've mentioned this before uh, in previous episodes, like looking for, I, I had mentioned how I was looking forward to talking about this. This, this is actually one of my favorite episodes of Lost. And I think uh, I think you, you, you nailed why I like it so much is the pace of it. it 
yeah it doesn't yeah. quit moving yeah it's it's super super good and this is i mean if i'm not mistaken this is the only episode of lost that from the beginning of the show to the end of the show technically goes in chronological order there aren't any flashbacks i believe you this are is correct all, this is what's yeah i think because there have been there, there's a handful of episodes that take place entirely on the island this is one of them mm-hmm. there are a handful of episodes where we don't see like you know the big cast members lock jack kate like whatever then this is one of them but yeah I think you're right. I think well, this is the only one that's start to finish. There was also, at least while we were watching it, so Nick had watched this on his own and then watched it when he came over today because um, I needed to watch it and I was behind schedule. Um, <laughs> but there was no episode recap with this. I was futzing yeah. around with my audio and I was like, we don't watch episode recaps in this house because I'm an idiot. And then Nick was just very calmly saying, you're missing it. You're missing it. You're missing it. You're missing it. And then I look up and just see chaos. I'm like, oh, shit, there was no episode recap. Okay. Yeah. I was I was all prepared to skip it. But yeah, like, uh, <laughs> it's just this beautiful vista, this gorgeous beach, quiet sort of wind and waves just kind of like... Yeah, it starts out as a Corona commercial. That's what we're watching is a Corona commercial. <laughs> exactly. That's the yeah. first thing I thought of for those first 10 minutes. It's like, okay, where's the cooler coming in now? I thought of a Cialis commercial. <laughs> With a bathtub. Just, two just bathtubs. picture Bernard in a bathtub instead of a tree. It's the same thing. Yeah. And so, so our refreshing cool drink uh, advertisement is uh, interrupted rudely. I might add, by the, the careening end of what we all know is the back, it's the tail section of Oceanic 815. It just comes flying in and just like, like, really quick, what is everyone's first note? I would like to know what your first note is in your notebook. Um, I Well, I started off with Corona commercial. Okay. And then it says, spinning tail section, parentheses, no one survives. Okay. My first note is, no one survived that. Yeah, same yeah, same thing. I was like, uh so we know what happened to every everybody that's not the four people at the end of the episode. <laughs> they all, they yeah. all dead. <laughs> like everybody's dead. Like th- there's a there's a primary thing here that I think maybe in the first first run through of this, like maybe not a lot of people latched onto right away or something like that, but like the middle section of the plane landed on the beach. A bunch of people like mm-hmm. landed in trees or whatever, like the tail section landed out in the water, like out, yeah, like that's... straight up a bunch of people just drowned. Like that's what happens. We, I don't want to get too much into this. Um, it's, I'm, I'm very much a practical effects guy and I appreciated it. And obviously the pilot is a pilot. You have so much more time and um, resources available when you're filming a big sort of studio or big network pilot mm-hmm. um and i th- i thought that the the crash scene of the pilot holds up so well like it looks so good this obviously because you know we're in season two this is episode seven mm-hmm. we just got to get into it because we have a story to tell cgi doesn't really hold up as well <laughs> it, it looks a little rough but they do a really nice job of immediately like all right, we're going to move past the CGI. It's not about that. We right. have a lot of character stuff we're about to introduce you Pay to. Pay no attention to the fake plane. <laughs> we have stuff to yeah. talk about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, like, this this is this is day one. And this was one of the things that I, I actually really liked. Another thing I liked about the episode was the, the, the just the cards, like, the fade to black and then the, the counting of the days as, as time goes by. So, like, day one comes up and then we see, like, the immediate aftermath of the crash, just like we saw in the pilot, how, like, you know, they're trying to get 
get organized and save people. Jack's, you know, running around. Charlie Boone, you know, everything's freaking out. This, uh, the chaos in the tail section is uh, similar, but everybody's making this like attempt to get to dry land because otherwise, yeah, they're, they're all going to drop. They get on the beach. We see, we start, and we start to see our sort of pilot shots of our tailies. We see, um, yes. we see, we see Ana Lucia. Uh, we see Echo. Ana Lucia saves a little girl named Emma. With the improper head tilt method of CPR, I mean, that kid should be dead because that airway was basically closed well, when she was also, breathing. Also, I mean, that, so the kid comes back and coughs up the water and, you know, it comes out and then the kid like coughs twice and then is talking, where's my mom? Have you ever like had water go down the wrong pipe? <laughs> you think you're dying yeah. for 30 minutes. There's no way it's two coughs and then you're just, where's my mommy? I probably, no, no. <laughs> Also, look at how white those children are. They grew up in the suburbs. They grew up with a swimming pool. Why weren't they able to swim? What's going on there? Hmm? I don't care. Plane crash, no plane crash. Learn to swim. Also, does the nickname uh, Tailies bother anybody? No. I, I was never, a, I was never I just, a fan of it. Um, when I first saw it, I, all I could think of was like like a failed 60s English prog rock band or something. <laughs> Thought we were the Tailies, you know. Oh, you mean you mean Charlie's band? <laughs> you know, we, we were gonna make we were gonna make it big. We had we had a gig lined up at the Biltmore with Hendrix, and he bloody died on us. Yeah, and we, no we, one we ever heard of the, the lot. No one ever heard of the Tailies ever again. Yeah, and uh, and the grave digger monster truck came and ran him over. <laughs> Anyways, I, I was never a fan of the the phrase the tailies but i think it, it's one of those things it's like in the day in the days of the show when it was airing like they just started somebody somebody called them that somebody in the you know in the internet or or in the fan community called them the tailies and then that's just what they're what do you what now. do you call them stern well like... that's the thing it's like and that's what i was just saying like it, it, i never liked it but i also never thought of anything else. like i never came up with a nickname so it's better than anything i ever thought of a couple other things happen uh, on day one, like um, we meet Libby also, we meet Goodwin, um, we meet Bernard, uh, we and like this is all like very chaotic as they tr as they sort of try to get organized themselves as well. Uh, Libby sets some dude's leg. She tells a story about whatever. She's a clinical psychologist. She sets this dude's leg. It's horrible. There are a lot of things in this episode where I was like, Ooh, oh my god! Like I I saw it. I was like, I don't like it. And that was the first of many. <laughs> Like, well, it, it, it is interesting because we're drawing a, a direct comparison to how things shook out for mm -hmm. the, the the main cast of Survivors. And here we are with Jack giving shit to Boone, just kind of barking out orders. He's doing the best that he can, but his bedside manner has, you know, it's, yeah. it's lacking quite a bit. Whereas... Libby's doing the best she can with her degree in what, what's her degree in clinical uh, psychology, clinical, clinical psychology. psychology. Thank you, Nick. Um, you know, Anna Lucia is a disgraced cop who has probably basic CPR and she's mm -hmm. like, hey, we're going to we're going to try. Yeah. You know, it's interesting to see the comparison between Anna Lucia, Libby and Jack. They make one good doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and two out of three of them are super into killing people. Now, are we supposed to believe like like. Okay, opposite sides of the island, opposite sides of the plane. Are the are are there like bizarro worlds <laughs> that are like so L Libby is the bizarro Jack and like Ana Lucia is the bizarro Sawyer? Oh. <laughs> I, I mean, does it All look right. that way? Yeah. Okay. I like it. I okay. like that. Yeah. I mean, because like you said, Jack is barking out, Libby's doing the best she can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ana Lucia's, you know, 
I, I wonder the same thing every time I get on a plane. I assume that there's an opposite of me that, yeah. like, doesn't have plantar fasciitis and does know how to spell Delaware. So, like, <laughs> I, I just assume that that's... Because Echo's the bizarro John Locke. That 100%. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what? Stop. Stop. Just, where's my red wine? What did you just say? That <laughs> echoes the bizarro John Locke. It's that, that's the, the doppelganger, the Jekyll mm-hmm. Hyde on the other side, I right? love yeah. this theory so goddamn much. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you could you could go far. We're gonna have to do a three part miniseries on uh, on Bizarro uh, Bizarro Lost uh, Universe. Oh shit, Nick, that's good. Her- that's Hurley, super good. Hurley, and Bernard are Bizarro characters. <laughs> I mean, we can make we S- could. slow down. Okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm still processing that thing you said about Lock and Echo. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that's Echo, very good. Um, Night One. Oh, God. Uh, there's uh, some sort of creepy people in the jungle and they try and snatch some folk and Echo straight up beats two of them to death with a rock. <laughs> Night one. You you are coming down from this adrenaline hive from surviving a plane crash? That Let we, me say that, that one more time. For... Nobody should have survived. <laughs> right. You just survived a plane crash and Mr. Echo straight murders two of the others who we have come to find out not only in this episode but but throughout the podcast are not to be messed with mm-hmm. uh and mr echo changed his shirt from white to red <laughs> uh <laughs> off screen and it was erotic <laughs> um i love echo so much and, and this was after when he was on the beach, he, you know, saved as many people as possible yeah. and got the two kids yeah. and went went to, was it Libby mm-hmm. or was it? Uh, yeah. They said, so. you know, stay with this nice lady. Will you watch these kids? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Have, you know, I have something to do. Yeah. And then it's like, all I thought about was the Simpsons episode. It was like, kids, everything's going to be okay. All right, everyone, get your corpse handling gloves on. Because <laughs> he goes in the ocean and starts Just pulling the bodies out. Right. He's like going to be the rescue person. Uh also, I'm sorry. I don't mean to go back. I know. I know we've already moved on to the next scene, but the the little kids like, is she gonna be okay? And he says she's gonna be fine. Don't, <laughs> don't say promise that, that to a don't, kid. Yeah, don't do, ever, do don't not. ever say that. <laughs> Currently, his uh, sister is dying. Do not say that. <laughs> but maybe, but he's, maybe I understand. Maybe he's trying he had, to comfort a child. Maybe he had like guidance from God or something like that. You know, he he's clearly a, a man of faith. Um, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think it was was it day one or maybe it was one of the other early days. But like Bernard asked him, he's like, "Hey, you were the one who you you brought the bodies ashore. Like, did you see an that African woman?" Yeah. yeah, and he's like, "Did you see an African American woman?" You know, I'm worried about my wife, and he's like, "No, but I, I'll I'll pray for her." You know, and so it's like the we, yeah. <laughs> um, it just made me also love uh that whole relationship with uh, Bernard and um oh shit what's his wife's name Rose um. Rose, Bernard, it just made me love Bernard and Rose yeah. again, just knowing Cause, just cause we've oh, seen God, a little bit. Yeah, we've seen a little bit of what Rose is like without Bernard. And it's just like, yeah, the, like the two of them, their, their love is so pure. It's just like when they're without yeah. the other, they're thinking, oh, I, I really hope they're OK. I'm worried for them, you know, and they never once doubt like once once Bernard realizes that Echo didn't drag Rose's body ashore. Like he's like, I think she might still be alive and I'm going to pray that she is. You know, yeah. it's like. Mm-hmm. I love that relationship. Um, so let so uh, yeah. So we have some others. They have uh, tried to infiltrate the camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Echo kills them. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have a note here. Mr. Echo, please break me in half like a Kit Kat. Um, 
um, uh, then our um, our flight attendant, uh, whose name I, I who I don't believe I don't I don't think they ever get into it. It's Cindy. Cindy. Uh, Cindy informs the survivors that they were flying in the wrong direction for two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so they need to light a signal fire. They need to do something because no one knows where to look for them. Mm-hmm. They were they were off course, and this is information that I think the tailies get much earlier than the middle section of survivors get. Yeah, um, because. Big time. Jack and Kate and Charlie find the co-pilot or the pilot or whoever, and he tells them about the broken radio and the thing or like that. So Jack and Kate and Charlie, at least Jack and Kate know that they were off course. I don't know how quickly they shared that with the rest of the middle section survivors. Like, I don't know if that was disseminated immediately. Um, I mean, it was Kate and Jack. They probably waited till the 48th day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> Not um, big on keeping secrets, babe. Shut up, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> So then our oh. friend with the broken leg, uh, we're informed that he's getting worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he dies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a quick one. Like, I don't mean to laugh at the death of that was, a character. That was but like, quick, yeah. yeah. Day three. Uh, he's not getting any better. What do you want me to do about it? Day five. <laughs> like, and they, then they show the... F- the funeral with the makeshift graveyard that they have there. Yeah. And, and hey, make sure you bring the kitties to the funeral, right? Yeah. Hey, but you know what? They were further away from the water table than when they buried Shannon. So <laughs> That's, true. That's a good point. I appreciated yeah. that. There was some greenery around. It assumes that, you know, there's there's some sort of topsoily situation going on. This area of the jungle obviously has, like, perpetual care, not like the, the middle section graveyard, which is a little bit more low rent. Um, I counted eight <laughs> graves. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. like I and I, I couldn't uh, I couldn't decide if that's how many people were in the tail section or just that's how many bodies they recovered. Um, I, I also wonder if they buried the two others in the graveyard. Two people, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I don't know. I mean, you would. Th- I mean, for like uh, for sanitary reasons that you don't I mean, have a yeah. dead body rotting near your camp, I would assume so. But it's also like fuck you, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> Um, We're going to tie these up on the trees outside of our camp as a warning. (laughs) There's real Mad Max out here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, So then we spend uh, a couple of days um, on the beach, Mm -hmm. just sort of lighting signal fires and waiting for a rescue of some sort. Uh, Catching chickens. They they have a little bit of a beach mess around trying to grab (laughs) grab a wild chicken. (laughs) You ever try to catch a chicken? Chicken's a universal bird. Um, I've had to do that before in a survival uh, training course that I went to for the army. Um, it's not that hard to catch a chicken. I'm just going to um, put that out there. I'm going to argue with that. Mm-hmm. I don't, you must have had some like pretty tame chickens right there. If you got some some, yeah. some good free-range farm chickens, they, they're, they're tough. All right. So, um, by the time this episode airs, we can probably get a Patreon together and you folks... <laughs> That are paying extra are gonna see Brandel and I catch chickens. We're gonna get two chickens and <laughs> set them loose in, in JP's backyard. Coach and JP are gonna get out there. We're gonna t- we're gonna see who can catch theirs quicker. Um, I'm the, two, in. the two chickens are named Ross and Perot. And <laughs> we gotta get them. Here we go. Uh, that so the, day twelve. The, yeah, they catch. Yeah, they ch- catch the chicken day twelve uh, seven. So then the next day we see is day twelve. The tailies are starting to arm themselves. Um, they're they're getting their sticks. They're getting their their rocks. They're getting their you know trying to put together some makeshift weapons. Um, Ana Lucia catches one of these other survivors, Nathan, coming back from the bathroom, presumably. At least that's his excuse, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's like super like 
we're you know they've created the system it's like we we're, we go to the bathroom in pairs you know that way you know nobody's alone and all that stuff and it makes sense it's a good system especially if you're in right. what we now are all aware is hostile territory like i have the exact same system in my house <laughs> <laughs> it's always pairs yeah, yeah always jp and al uh <laughs> just, yeah. my, my overweight cat um <laughs> we both have a, a box yeah we both have a box downstairs um <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, everyone's everyone's very much on edge, mm-hmm. and it's odd that our our new friend uh, Nathan seems to have gone into the jungle on his own. Yeah. So that night, um, that night, there's some more kidnappings happening, and Ana Lucia kills one of them, and on the body of this other, they they search his pocket, no wallet, no keys, just like the other one. They find a list of names. Uh, or not a, not a list yeah. of, is it a list of names is it yeah it's a list of names yeah, yeah. Uh, physical nine. descriptions like clothes yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. um, and so like that gets real like like that that pushes everybody out, like, even more on edge and um uh, and a knife they found a knife yep, they which found, we'll get to later oh yep, we're gonna talk about that fucking knife <laughs> the the specifics of the knife we'll get to in a little bit yeah and I think I, I think that might be a new 45 minute segment on the podcast <laughs> <for JP. laughs> he's gonna get deep into that one yeah yeah um, um, yeah, and the, and we're 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 we on the podcast at least I don't remember where it lands in terms of the actual chronological episode of the show, but we had um, a run in with the others where we see them walking just absolutely silently, mm. um, and they they do the same thing. They just get into camp. I you have to imagine by this point. I mean, it's day. What is it here? It's day twelve. 12. Yeah. Um, so they've they've. They have systems in place. They have systems for the bathroom, so they have to have some sort of systems for sleeping as well. Whether that be some sort of you know noise, you know trip wires or something like that, or somebody staying awake, uh, and the others just blow right past it. They've been able to breach whatever systems they have in place and just start grabbing people. Well, and that and that's one of the um, uh, one of the other uh, comparisons that you can draw between um, between the middle section and the 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 tail section is that the middle section had all these like supplies like they were able to go through luggage and find mm-hmm. you know xyz they like we saw in that episode they made yeah they made alarms out of like bags of aluminum cans and, and all that stuff like the supplies that the tail section survivors were able to like rat fuck from the plane were like non-existent like that because the yeah. tail section sank like they, they have like no parts of the plane to like to salvage it was just like scrap metal and from some of their sticks that they had i'm assuming some boomerangs yeah right. well they came from australia <laughs> I mean, there, there was one point where someone was like basically eating stuff out of the sand because mm-hmm. they were just like foraging. It's mm-hmm. like everyone else is kicking back and Hurley's handing out peanut butter to Claire to eat with her goddamn hands. Uh, meanwhile, these folks are just like, is sand nutritious? <laughs> if you it makes it my up, teeth feel weird. <laughs> Don't eat that sand. I know you have a gluten allergy. The, the gluten-free <laughs> sand is another 500 meters closer to the... <laughs> Oh, that's where we buried the bodies. I can't. I can't have silica. <laughs> um, um, good, uh, it, that that night, Goodwin tries to defend Nathan from uh, Ana Lucia. He's like, Nathan's cool. It's all good. Like, try and relax. Yeah. Like, natural peacemaker because he was in the Peace Corps, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> day 15. Yeah, day 15. Uh, the only note I have is we get a five minute break. <laughs> yeah, they leave the beach. Um, they get to a creek. They find some fruit trees nearby. They got a rock wall to their back, which I don't actually ever see. Nathan pointed out. Yeah, 
but apparently uh, that that's all there and so this is the good spot nathan's like keep walking if you want i this is it i'm i'm here it's like the waterson like you coming i'm here man <laughs> it's the uh it's the mitch hedberg if you ever lost in the woods just build the house then you're home <laughs> <laughs> then you're there day 17 is pretty interesting to me um well and why i why well <laughs> because i dug up my backyard not only last summer but also this summer um i spent three weeks digging up a small area of my very small backyard Mm -hmm. last year anna lucia built the biggest goddamn hole i've ever seen a human dig in 48 hours 48 hours 48 hours yeah um and i it's just impressive that's all i have to say it's fucking impressive i mean it's not like she had anything else to do that's true <laughs> and it's not just uh, digging the hole it's you know the it, actually moving it and having the pile where it's not going to like collapse back in or everything it's mm-hmm. it's it's the planning well and yeah. it's getting the dirt up over yeah. that yeah. hole to a spot that's going to yeah. be out of your way especially when you have to climb something to get out of it yeah it's impressive Bil- i uh, think she missed her calling the lid the building <laughs> the lid like that you know she made a, a makeshift cage lid out of sticks and bamboo sticks yeah, yeah. i think bear grills has just been sleeping this whole time you know <laughs> well you know who had to have been sleeping was the rest of the survivors because not once is everybody anybody asks so i'll see what you're doing over there building a tiger pit taking <laughs> <laughs> a hole you know it's therapeutic <laughs> starting with the basement <laughs> <laughs> going from there you Good guys idea. remember those videos uh, primitive technology on YouTube I'm going to see if I can <laughs> maybe make us a hot tub or something <laughs> I'm doing a two story walkout. where are you walking out to the center of the goddamn earth uh, <laughs> uh, day 19 yeah. we start with a fucking kick to Nathan's stupid face <laughs> just like Nathan and Bernard just like chilling just like what's going on pow <laughs> I mean, there, there's very much been a um and, and we've really been flying through this because there's a lot of scenes but some of the interactions we've seen between Anna Lucia and nathan there's very much a power dynamic mm-hmm. with this group yeah. yeah not dissimilar to you know how jack is sort of perceived by the rest of the group Anna Lucia's, i think is a little bit I don't want to say based on fear because she's not intimidating people like physically or, or threatening them but she's definitely like Hey, I can make decisions. What the fuck yeah. is anybody else doing? Yeah, I think it's action. It's it's the rest of the tale survivors don't necessarily know what to do. And Ana Lucia, regardless of if the decisions are good or not, she's making them. Yeah, she's taking action. Yeah. She's moving, And that sort of puts her into this de facto leadership position. Yeah, so when it comes to the time of, I'm just going to kick Nathan <laughs> in his fucking chompers <laughs> and throw him in a hole. Everyone else is like, I guess we're going along with this. That's what we're doing. Yeah, because he uh, no no one remembered him on the plane mm-hmm. after yeah. two yeah. hours. Yes, yeah. yes. And if I were there, if I were one of the survivors, and I saw Anna Lucia kick him in the head and then throw him in the hole, I'd be like, "So that's what she was doing that for." <laughs> <laughs> I I haven't flown many times in my life, uh-huh. but if you stop me the minute I got off the plane and say, "Describe ten people on your flight to me," <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do it. No. I- no, I've I've gotten off of flights and not known what the person sitting next to exactly. me looked like. Yeah, it'd be a coin flip you know? if I remembered the person right next to me. Exactly. 
I, I could drive home tonight and stop at like the Mequon Road Quick Trip, and you could you and buy <laughs> like a, a monster. Trip. And on the way out, you could ask me, "What did your cashier look like?" And I'd be, "I don't fucking know." <laughs> <laughs> It, it was know. it was either a fifty five year old woman or a high school student. One of the one of two. <laughs> I'll I'll get to my car after this and get after whose house were you at? I, I don't remember what it is. So, somewhere between four foot three and seven foot thirteen. Yeah. I don't know. How can you base? Oh, no one remembers you on the plan. Okay, that's probably a good thing. That was something I said earlier. Or I, I wrote down. I, I wasn't going to bring this up, but they were like talking about how they were, you know, oceanic. Flight 815, I'm like, I've been at the boarding gate and not known what my flight number is. I'm just no looking clue. at destinations. I don't know what number it is. I'm the asshole going to Ponca City, Oklahoma. Like... <laughs> Oh, oh, and then yeah, the, just to to reinforce the uh, the power of the human memory, Cindy, the Oceanic A15 employee, who's real good with yeah. faces, she's like, I don't remember him either. It's like, well, he was on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know why you don't remember him? Because you didn't bring him that ginger ale he asked for. <laughs> or, or or he ordered a ginger ale, you brought it to him, and then he never made another request. He was uh, the only people that I would assume flight attendants uh, remember are the assholes. By the jerks. Right. Yeah. yeah, yep, that's absolutely true. Where the fuck were we? Day 19. Uh, day 19, uh, Ana Lucia throws Nathan in the tiger pit. Day 23, um, Ana Lucia continues to... Inter- yeah, we just got to keep flying through this. Jesus Christ. I have so yeah, many this, notes this, left. There is, there's a lot. This is halfway through the, the 48 day. <laughs> um, uh, day 23, he gets a banana. <laughs> the mystery banana. Uh, Anna Lucia figures that out, throws a rock at him, asks who it was, figures out it's Mr. Echo, and doesn't do a goddamn God thing. thing about it. Oh, the guy with the stick? Oh, the force of nature, the unmovable <laughs> object that is for some reason... On our side? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to ask him politely not to do the <laughs> banana trick anymore. <laughs> oh, um, fuck. Uh, Goodwin, uh, Goodwin at, like, says we should let him go. And she's like, yeah. um, well, I haven't started torturing him yet. So, like, I still have some options. She, she like, says he, she's going to cut off his finger, uh, like, next. That's that's her plans for day 24. <laughs> So she's also the Bizarro Saeed. Okay. <laughs> this is good. This is good. Um, good. That that does not sit well with Goodwin. He's not prepared to let Ana Lucia cut Nathan's finger off. So he, he stages a jailbreak that night, heads out to the pit, opens it up, throws the rope down, helps him out. He's like, hey, man, you got a bail. Ana Lucia's got your number. Just the beach, yeah, here's the some, beach is that here's away. Some food. Here's, here's some fruit. Yeah. He's like, all right, cool. I'm going to walk through the jungle with no light five miles in any direction with four mangoes. I'll probably be fine. <laughs> You'll be fine. Snippity snap. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately for him, he didn't have to worry about it to making it to the beach because <laughs> Goodwin fucking murders him. <laughs> just uh, We were watching this episode with Kai and she just goes, he looks like he's done that before. That was super effortless. <laughs> Yeah, which is mildly terrifying considering the next scene that we get. Mm-hmm. And, and so this is like sort of the reveal here. It's like there there was an infiltrator. The paranoia uh, was justified. Goodwin's yeah. Goodwin's an infiltrator. Good, Goodwin's one of the others. Like, uh, and it's the, you know the shades of Ethan um, from the middle section. Like uh, Ethan mm-hmm. ingratiated himself in the middle section and and flew under the radar forever until a child figured out that he was not supposed to be there. Yeah, yeah. 
We we cut to the next morning, and Goodwin is just throwing the world's creepiest look at Anna Lucia as she wakes up, <laughs> and all I could think was, I was like, about that holy shit, That's like right. Anna Lucia. Listen, she's got a troubled past, right? She's doing the best she can. No one deserves to be looked at that, but she also just dealt with creepy McFuck Christian Shepherd who was like, and now she's got this guy just like, good morning. And I'm like, oh man, can anyone just back off a little bit? I didn't think about that till just now. Like as she as she's trying to collect her thoughts post the crash day one, like she's still got that weird bullshit from Christian like, still swarming around in her head. Like she's yeah. trying to recover from this thing. And yeah. This guy flew me to Australia and he definitely was trying to fuck me. <laughs> like and then he died. And look where it got me. <laughs> yeah, then he died. Then he died. Yeah. Jeez. Um, uh, I have a note here for day twenty or day, day twenty four. They decide to move because obviously uh, Nathan got whacked, so the others know where they are. Yeah, probably a good idea. Yep. Uh, I, I have a note here for day twenty six that just says a beach. So I, yeah, I don't remember what happened on day twenty six. They they just came to a beach, which I assume means that they have reached the other side of the island or have circled back to some edge you know yeah. um either way it's disconcerting because they were trying to get away away yeah. from the beach and now it's inescapable they are in fact on an island they have no idea how to uh you know prevent themselves from circling back on on their own tracks because they don't have a tracker they don't have a jail right? they don't have john Locke. you know and it's just another instance of what the middle section survivors had that made their lives so much easier <laughs> compared to i mean they've got mr echo but he ain't saying shit no <laughs> he's just nope, in the back quiet. not talking thing to himself we're going in a circle <laughs> <laughs> but i can't i can't sing oh <laughs> uh, day 27 they find a door yeah that would a quarantine uh, door which is very fitting <laughs> <laughs> i have i painted that on the inside of my apartment last summer <laughs> It's weird. Nick bought a house three years ago, and it, the the door said that. I don't <laughs> the know door that said was that right on yeah, there. Yeah. Strange, <laughs> with um, with an arrow on it as well. <laughs> yeah, uh, like enough weird shit has happened to the t- uh, the Taylors in the first month. Like this would not help my like mental <laughs> well being to find this door and to open it and just to see all this weird shit. Like I would just be like, if it were me, it's like the you know, it's like the the family in the haunted house thing. I'd open it. They they go inside. They find a a, a Bible, uh, a glass eye, a radio, and it. <laughs> I'd be like, we're not staying here. This is obviously haunted. (laughs) (laughs) Right. No, I I, I wrote down, I was like, I put glass eye, Bible, radio. This is either a Mad Lib or what (laughs) triggers the MK Ultra like Manchurian candidate CIA sleeper cells. (laughs) So, uh, but hey, I mean, it's something we now have. A roof over mm-hmm. her head. We have some sort of electricity, which yeah, it's got power. I have to assume is probably running off the same geothermal system that the uh, hatch is running off of. Mm-hmm. I mean, otherwise, I mean, batteries would die eventually if it's still got some juice in it. Yeah. It's connected. Maybe it's either self self sustaining power or it's connected to some kind of grid, like one of the two. Yeah. So it's it's something, but it also you know we've crashed on this island. It's weird because there's other people trying to kill us, but now this is our first sign of something other than these weird people that are mm-hmm. hunting us. This is some sort of physical structure. Mm-hmm. Goodwin volunteers to go to higher ground with the radio. They turn it on to her so briefly, and he's like, "The mountains are blocking it. I'll fix it." <laughs> it's like that, like which uh, that happened with a, in the pilot too. Yeah. Um, 
but like the way Goodwin, like Bernard had the radio, he turned it on. It was on for two seconds, and then Goodwin snatches. He's <laughs> like, "It's it's not working. I'll fix it." <laughs> it's like, you, yeah. like, dude, you you went a month without being too sus, but you you fucked up now. <laughs> no, no, it's bad. <laughs> there was some editing choices when they talked about nathan and they talked about someone infiltrated us there were several times where they cut specifically to goodwin where you know being a somebody that watches a lot of films i was like "Uh, okay why are we keep cutting back to him but if the plan later on down the road is to get them to potentially talk on the radio and give away their position why not let bernard just yammer away exactly you know yeah hey we're a plane crash we're, we're by a door with an arrow on it like and if you're the others you're like oh we know where that is <laughs> yeah we'll come pick you up 7 30 yeah, we got it the rescue yeah. is on the way do you think they can see uh-huh. me doing air quotes over rescue turn the radio off <laughs> <laughs> so yeah then uh goodwin decides he's gonna go to the top of the bluff or mountain or mm-hmm. whatever and, and, Anna and like Anna Lucia finally like moves it out like yeah she's like I'm not letting him go by himself like she f- it finally pieces it together not that necessarily he did like I said he until this point he was doing a good job of keeping a low profile I think yeah no super super good yeah so they so they they, they make it to high ground bust it bust out a snack take a five minute break time to time to have a mango with the U.S. Army knife? Ah, uh, fuck. Here we go. <laughs> can, can I have the knife? Well, yeah. The 100% authentic U.S. Army knife? <laughs> Used by the armies? So I know that I'm in the, quote, new army. Um, Is that like new Coke? <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Um, now, I, I don't know everything about the army, but never the fuck have I seen an army-issued folding knife. <laughs> um, that's, that's where it is. It's the folding. Yeah. Now, Nick, your your dad was in Vietnam. Yeah. Did he come back with a folding knife? No. Hmm. Why, why is that? Uh, probably because there, there, there were no folding knives. They don't give you a folding knife. They they give you enough C4 to blow things up, and if you've blown enough things up, you can use it to cook your dinner. But uh, <laughs> that's about all they give you. Right. Um, she also so when she she gives the knife to Goodwin so he can cut his mango uh, or mango or whatever, um, and then she mentions something about it being an army knife to which. I had a full-on uh, conniption, uh, but then she's like, "No, you can tell by the the roll stamp or by the." the she said, the, "Tang stamp." The tang stamp, mm-hmm. which then she takes the knife back from him and says, "See here." And I was expecting some like little insignia, yeah, you know, yeah. like certain certain propane tanks have little little tiny markers that are different shapes. Yeah, and it just says U.S. <laughs> Army. You can um, tell it's a tank stamp. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and like I was like, that was bonkers. Yeah, I was like, oh, so they could have just had on one side of the blade. It said, "This knife is from the United States Army." Right, <laughs> any bigger, and it would have yeah. just depicted the Battle of the Bulge. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so yeah, we had to pause for a minute and just I, Nick and I had to scream at the TV yeah, for a moment. Yeah. There was some anger. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I was sitting here. I was looking at. A, uh, yeah, when they showed the, they did the insert of the the tank stamp. I was just like. Oh, so apparently this is the other thing we learned about the the tail section survivors. Anna Lucy is the only one who knows how to read. <laughs> 
<laughs> but but she she was a beat cop. She didn't make detectives. So like, <laughs> there'd be a knife sticking out of someone's back, and she'd be like, well, I don't know what happened. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, so yeah, she starts to she starts to kind of question him because she's putting some stuff together since Nathan's demise. Mm-hmm. And and her big payoff, her her big I gotcha moment is um you weren't wet. Like, we all fell yeah. in the ocean, and you came out from the jungle 10 minutes after the crash, and you weren't wet. Right. Ber- Bernard gets a pass because he was doing the scene from Jurassic Park right. with the truck in the tree. Mm-hmm. But, like, I really found that interesting because I had just seen that scene minutes before, you know, mm-hmm. 40 yeah. minutes before, and I really had to think back. Anna Lucia, you know, they've been at this for 30-some-odd days, 40-some-odd days, days, yeah. 30 days at this point. She's committing so much mental energy to try and figure out who this was and looking back and remembering that type of details has got to be difficult to actually remember what someone really looked like the Mm -hmm. first time you saw them. Mm -hmm. Nick, if I wasn't looking at you right now, I would have no concept of what color shirt you were wearing because like I'm a millennial. Uh, (laughs) So I thought that that being the deciding clue that she's just recently become aware of, very interesting. Yeah, yeah, it was like, how come this memory didn't pop up a a week after the crash or or two weeks after the crash or the day of the crash or, you know, like, or, you know. Or you see someone that's dry (laughs) standing in front of you. Hey. Yeah. Hey, that guy. Yeah. Well, and, and. Because she thought it was Nathan, and once Nathan shows up dead, it's like, oh shit, I gotta go over everything yeah, again. I yeah, gotta report be all it. this. If yeah, if she's suspecting Nathan, she's got tunnel vision, so she's not looking at the rest of the things that don't necessarily add up yet. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, day forty-one. <laughs> Bernard, oh, uh, she, so. she she kills. Uh, oh, oh yeah, I forgot to she, say she that. She kills uh, Goodwin. <laughs> they, they fight, um, <laughs> and then Goodwin's <laughs> uh, good gonna get the upper hand, but then she uses her spear to spear him in the spear area. Um. <laughs> Gravity wins after he went off the top rope. Yeah, <laughs> he'll spear up and down he goes. Yeah. So, no. Uh, answering that age-old question: Will Goodwin survive? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit wait we ran into Goodwin once didn't we yeah he was here at the bottom of this hill sort of like not looking in great shape wait when did we run into him <laughs> when did we run into to Goodwin's dead body uh, I think it was when we were doing and found the uh, sun episode that I think it's season 2 episode 5 because I think I think we saw Goodwin's corpse when they were when after they catch yeah, Surgeon and corpse, whatever yeah. they're walking back to the middle section like they walked past when Goodwin died oh fuck yes alright now pieces are coming together <laughs> in JP's brain alright <laughs> Uh, putting it all together putting it all together putting it all yeah. together so yeah so day, so so yeah day 41 um bernard's just fiddling with the radio you know just yeah just like you know talk about dad energy man like bernard just like i only turn it on a couple minutes a day i just want to see if it's working it's like <laughs> i got from you know everybody's gotta have a hobby mine's the radio again bizarro hurley <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, and they they get a they get a response back. Yeah, did you recognize the voice there, JP? I did not. Was a good one. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> no, no, who was it? It was Boone. Boone. 
Wait, what? And this Boone. this we have not seen yet on the podcast, the other end of this phone Boone's call. Boone's been dead since episode two. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we, we have not yet watched the episode where Boone finds the radio. But yeah, it was Boone's voice. Um, hey, we're the, we're the Oceanic A15 survivors. And I was like, we're the, what a coincidence. Where are you? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I mean, no, I didn't recognize his voice because we have seen Boone in the pilot, Boone die, Boone holding a spear and a knife, and that's it. <laughs> uh, but uh, Ana Lucia, her paranoia is still strong. She shuts the radio off. She's like, "That's it's a trick. It's the others. It's like, that's not whatever. So yeah. knock it off. And then she like, she, she snaps. She's like, get used to it. This is our life now. We live. Yeah. We're no longer trying. We're no longer people being looked for. We're we live on the island. We're islanders. We're, this is it. Yeah. It would be easy for maybe if the circumstances were slightly different for someone to be like, no, like we need to. This could just yeah. be another voice on the radio because in reality it was. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for those of us who don't know who Boone is, which is the Tailies and me, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> like, no, that totally makes sense that it's them yeah. trying to trap you yeah. like that. That totally checks out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, if, if you're if you're a trusting batch of folks and you hear were the were there survivors of the crash, it's like oh, there might be more survivors. Let's see if we can find them. Like yeah, if you're trusting and you don't have the paranoia that Ana Lucia has, yeah, you you like you collectively the mm-hmm. five surviving people, however many there are, they're like let's go figure it out. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so Ana Lucia she breaks off by herself to and she 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 breaks down. She's she starts crying uh, in the creek. Um, with the realization that this, this is their life now yeah echo comes up to comfort her and uh, and they have this uh, this exchange which is what you're talking now it's been 40 days you've been waiting 40 days to talk You waited 40 years to cry. Yeah, it was. It's like- a super well-written scene. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I, you can tell that Michelle Rodriguez is really trying, but doing dramatic scenes like that is not her forte. You mm-hmm. can tell some of the the sort of crying is sort of 80 yard a little bit. She's she's definitely trying, but this is not her comfort zone as an actor. Mm. But it it still was a good scene. I liked it. Yeah, I, I, I think it was well that, written. Yeah, I think that despite the fact that yeah, like like you said, it's not necessarily dramatic. Is not her wheelhouse. I think she still sells it. Like I, I didn't. Yeah. I, I wasn't sitting there like, man, Michelle Rodriguez is a bad actor. <laughs> like, no, no, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't Blood Diamond CGI tears. But it was. Yeah. You know, it was okay. Yeah. It was, yeah. Day forty five. Cindy and Libby are on the beach doing something. Eating sand. Yeah. Eating more Just sand. Having breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they spot like a bit of uh, flotsam and a dude over in this, the, the water. They're like, oh, snap. Our prayers have been answered. I really hope that a really hot guy would wash up on the beach. And lo and behold, <laughs> <laughs> it's Jim. Oh, oh, God. I was so happy to see him. Yeah, it was, it was kind of in between of the, hey, it's we hope it's a hot guy, but we absolutely don't hope it's a corpse that's <laughs> right. floating yeah. back up. At first, just because of the perspective, I thought it was a. It looked like a little kid. I thought it was one of the kids that was dead. Oh, and I was like, oh, God. This late into the episode, we're going to see a, a dead kid. And then I 
ass on a live gin, man, I went from six to midnight. <laughs> JP was going the absolute worst case. Let's see. What, what's a good way to end this episode? Is this network TV? Yeah, this is network TV. How about we have a, a dead child's corpse floating up at the end there? How does that sound? It's like, well, Jesus, Damon, what are you? Are you okay? We'll call, we'll call that plan B. Let's keep, let's keep the spitballing some ideas. We'll put it on the board. We'll come back to that later. Good note. Healthy note. There are no bad ideas. Uh, um, and then, so Cindy and Libby, they, they bring Jin to the rest of the group to like, look at, and then um, they also find Sawyer and Michael. And holy yeah. fuck, does Echo lay a beat down? So, okay. The the rest of the episode is really where I had some problems, sort of how they structured it with the editing and the seeing of stuff that we've already seen. Yeah, it's helpful for a frame of reference. I almost wanted it to just end with Mr. Echo fucking just cold cocking him and then throwing him in the hole. Yeah. Because the reason that the end of the episode here, four, days 45, 46, 47, and 48 are so disjointed is that we've literally, the audience has seen them. These days seen we've been seeing from the other, the perspective of Sawyer, Michael, Jin, and everybody else. And then we here on the podcast, we've even seen the episode where Jin is eventually released from the tiger pit and then Michael and then Sawyer and then they make their trek. They start heading toward the middle section of the survivors. Um, the part we didn't see was them actually getting <laughs> to the middle section. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where um, there are some spooky whispers on day 48 and, and it's raining and and they're they're surrounded by this weird noise and um i i must assume i'm assuming that Ana Lucia got her gun from Sawyer or Jin or Michael or who's yeah, one of the she, one of the she got it from Sawyer when Sawyer. she got thrown in the hole yeah that's right yeah. that's right she snatched it off of him so but then like so the uh, she can't handle it the whispers are too weird um and they get she gets snuck up on by uh, the most threatening thing that you can see on an island filled with weird kidnappy others and uh other things. it was a blonde woman a little just, blonde Russell, yeah. Just blast R U S T L E, not R U S S E L. Yeah, Russell, as in the noise. Yeah, yeah. thank you, thank yeah, you. Just yeah. wanted to clear that up. Appreciate that. No, I don't want to get shot. <laughs> yeah, and so and so that's that, and and one of the last things we see is Saeed's broken face. Yeah, I mean, so now in the show we're gonna watch. Uh, so due to the fact that we're jumping around with perspective and we're jumping around with time travel, so I guess we get to see Shannon die twice and see Saeed react to that at least twice. So we have that to look forward to. <laughs> that's not depressing. I, I think that's the I think that's the the name of the next Bond movie, right? Shannon dies twice. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> the other forty eight days, y'all. <laughs> Oh, man. Jeez, what an episode. <laughs> oh, um, my God. Um, oh, one one thing, again, because Kai is funnier than I am, when all three of the guys get thrown into Anna Lucia's awesome whole pit situation, uh, Kai said, uh, it doesn't seem like a great enclosure when you have people to stand on. Um <laughs> And she's just she's just always thinking of three children in a big trench coat. That's a good point. Yeah, like yeah, like they can you know. they can get out. Like Nathan couldn't because he was a guy. But these three guys, yeah. I mean, Michael Sawyer been able to get out. Jin, Jin turns around, and pulls Michael Sawyer. 
He's in there for a couple of days. He could have dug some footings. That's like, what I. That's hands. what I was thinking yes. to myself. I was like, yeah, like the wall. Like she dug that hole. That it's not frozen. It's in not forty-eight solid. hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, she was ready to throw a rock at him, though. So yeah, that's a good know. point. Maybe she was ceaselessly watching him. Does anybody have any remaining notes that they want to hit before we do the end of the uh, end of the episode segments? I think we covered everything that I had there. So, yeah. So, the end of the episode, we've watched it the other 48 days. Uh, Now, we have to decide how we feel about it. Did we like it? Was it good? Is this a a good one hour of television? Nick, what do you think? Yeah. It's... it's completely you know for the for the previous episodes it was just you know fastball fastball and then they throw this curveball at you where now we know you know we're not going to see jack and hurley and Locke in every episode this one went in order like we said mm-hmm. just the editing was different you know day one they spend how many minutes on and then a couple of days they, they you know day 12 it'd be like five seconds or something mm-hmm. and you just see the progression as it goes through no it's it's I, I think it's a great episode. I think if you look online with the critics and stuff, this is one of the higher rated episodes that they have for Lost 2. So, mm-hmm. this is definitely a good one. Yeah. Yeah. If you think about it, it's uh, give or take 48 minutes long. So, they have an average. Uh, if they wanted to hit every day, they would have an average of 60 <laughs> seconds to talk about every day. So, they they picked yeah. the highlights. Yeah. They, they took the most important days and gave them the time and then took the days that were not as important or still important, but only needed to show fractions. Like, yeah. I agree with you. Well, well cut, yeah. well edited, all that. Yeah, yeah, well paced. Very, very good. Uh, mm-hmm. JP, how do you feel? Yeah, I, I the the ending is where I had the most problems with how they dealt with the scenes we've already seen. Sort of how it was technically edited together. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I felt like we could have done more of a. It helps to give some context for some of these sort of gaps that are being filled in by this episode. Sure. Um, I would have preferred sort of just like a clean cut ending. But overall, I really, really did like this episode. I, I, honestly, it's stupid. My favorite scene is where they just see the second beach. Yeah. Almost no dialogue happens. And it's it's nothing but it's this moment of, of discovery and defeat at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is some good ass writing. Like, this is really good. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, it was, it was super good. Very good. Very cool. Uh, let's do uh, let's do Lost MVPs, shall we? Yeah. Lost let's MVPs, do it. your favorite character of the episode, just this 45 minutes, minus the what they did in the past, what they'll do in the future, what you've seen in other episodes, just this 45 minutes, just the other 48 days. Nick. Who is your lost MVP? I'm going to go with a little curveball here myself. Uh, I thought this one over and I looked at all the characters and I said, okay, what made this episode? Um, I, the MVP for this episode are the many and varied sticks <laughs> that are used in this episode. Rewatch this episode and take out the sticks and there's no episode. No. You're Holy 100% shit, you're right. right. You're 100% yeah. right. It starts with the splint on that one guy's leg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Echo makes his stick. Mm-hmm. The sticks they use for the cage mm-hmm. to get out. Analysia's got to stick the boomerang. Mm-hmm. The stick boomerang. Spears. The spirit. Yeah. It's all sticks. It's all sticks. It's all sticks. If you Holy think about shit. It. It's a stick Jeez. episode. God, they should have called it the other 48 sticks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a CCR album, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> The sticks are my MVP for this episode. <laughs> uh, Adam, who's your MVP? Um, Ana Lucia, which is, it felt weird writing it down for myself. Um, you know, 
that's that's not a bad pick though. But here's the thing: it's it's for a couple of reasons. Um, like we already touched on, like Michelle Rodriguez isn't she's not Meryl Streep. Like, no, she she's not Helen Mirren. She's not. But this was some very technical acting that she did, and she pulled it off. And it was unexpected for me, knowing Michelle Rodriguez from The yeah. Fast and the Furious and Resident Evil. She she acted well throughout. The character was human throughout. She she went from you know survival to to paranoia to to whatever like and and then to eventually vulnerability like proving that you know that that thing that we think about a lot or at least I think about a lot is that often the strongest among us are the most vulnerable. And so she spent those forty yeah. days being so tough and being in charge. It took it took forty days for it to be too much. Yeah, I mean, it, we we talked about this in um, Two for the Road. You know, she's always cast as tough lady mm-hmm. with with khakis and a gun. Um, and you know, d- there's even moments where she had, you know, where, where she's with the kids, talking yeah. about, you know, I don't know where your mom is, but we're gonna be okay. Like, yeah, she had to do much more of the heavy lifting in this episode than she, as an actor, is typically cast yeah. for, and she she did a good job. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's so that's uh, that's that's why I went with uh, with Hannah Lucy. Uh, yeah, JP, what do you say? Uh, it's a tie for me. I, I don't know how to pick between the two, um, but is between uh, Mr. Echo's left peck and Mr. Echo's right peck. Um, <laughs> Goddamn! Talk about heavy lifting. Dude, <laughs> you want to talk about just. It's it's one of those where thank God Mr. Echo's on our side. Um, Nick, you made the comment that when they found the door, that he just opened it with his pack. with his sex. Yeah, so he did like the Terry Crews sort of like. Uh, so yeah, it's a toss up between Mr. Echo's left and right pectoral muscle. Excellent, good pick. Uh, the other half of this bit lost forever. Who in this episode could we have done without? Uh, minus uh, what they did in the past, minus what they will do in the future, minus what you remember. Who is lost forever in the the, uh, the other forty eight days? Nick. You know, you look at it and you look at the episode, and like pretty much everyone has a pretty vital role in this episode. Yeah. You know, if you and, and then if you take out the people that died during the episode, because you'd be like, well. Halfway through, you'd probably say, like, I could do without Nathan. Well, good, because he dies. Um, and then you're like, oh, um, well, Goodwin, yeah, he's a little creepy. Well, he dies. So just by process of elimination on this one, who, who could you do the episode without is probably Cindy, the flight attendant. Yeah. I, I don't know what she really adds. We didn't even say her name, yeah. did we? Like, I don't think no, so. They don't think you actually got her name in the episode, no. And the, the first time I watched this episode, I probably I probably would have said Ana Lucia just because I just, my, my hatred for Michelle Rodriguez for some reason, <laughs> I don't know. It's irrational. I don't know why. Um, I don't know if it's just the look on her face, which yeah. just, just bothers me. But no, she, she definitely was an MVP candidate. But yeah, I think, I mean, you could probably do the episode without Cindy. Yeah. I, I think, you know what? I, looking back at my notes here, I think they said on day 48, right before Shannon gets shot, they say Cindy's missing. Oh, okay. I think seconds before the credits roll, <laughs> we, we get Cindy's name for the first time. I, I, I'll double check Wouldn't that. Wouldn't it be horrible if that this. line came after uh, Michelle Rodriguez, after Anna shot Shannon and just... <laughs> Hey, I think Cindy's not here. Cindy's missing. <laughs> oh, that wasn't Cindy. Oh. <laughs> Adam, who's your loss forever? Oddly enough, it's Ana Lucia. 
here's the thing. Oh, care to fucking explain? All that good shit I said about her during the MVP bit, that stands. I stand by it. I, I, I 100% <laughs> agree with everything I said, and, I will t- and I'll, I'll, I'll repeat it in the future. Um, here's the other thing, though. Her arrogance, her paranoia, her bullheadedness, her, her, her mm-hmm. like, any basically every time she's not doing something awesome, she's doing something horrible. <laughs> her, her, her paranoia her, her, and, and, uh, and arrogance straight up leads to not only Nathan's death, but Shannon's death. Yeah. So, yeah. So, this, that, that's how I sort of, like, I thought to myself, I was like... <laughs> this this is the, the two sides of a coin here and maybe it just speaks to the the the, the quality of the writing of the episode and maybe michelle rodriguez's uh, actual like efforts in the episode to be both mvp and for lost forever for me <laughs> but whatever also fuck the police uh, it. K- uh, kai after she kills goodwin goes does Michelle Rodriguez kill a lot of people in the show? And I said, "Well, she's in the LAPD, so probably, so probably." probably. So, so you just you just went with the whole speak of you know what, kid? You are you are the best shooter on this team. You are the fastest player. You're the best defender on this team. You're the best passer. That's why it's so hard to cut you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, JP, who's your loss forever? Oh, there's only one loss forever because based on my comments earlier. You know, I'm sure I'll get some fucking tweets about this or someone somewhere that will correct me about this. But the goddamn U.S. Army, because they're handing out folding knives to people. I got body armor that was so used, it's got somebody else's pit stains on it. I got a helmet that's not really bulletproof. I got a Humvee that I think fucking taft wrote in but they're handing out fucking folding knives to people man when i joined they gave me a backpack and they said take this backpack to basic training you're gonna need this backpack and then when i got there they smoked the shit out of me because they said that backpack's not in regulations fuck the army man i want my folding knife when when, when and i were moving out of our old place he told me the exact same story about his bullshit army backpack <laughs> they give you a blue pen too and they're like here's this cool pen and i signed something with blue ink and i got the shit smoked out of me for using blue, blue ink, ink. <laughs> it makes it feel any better jp i'm pretty sure you can buy a knife like the one that was in lost at any gas station for about eight dollars yeah oh All that's right. I, you want to talk about the next christmas present i know what he's getting <laughs> Hey, can we? I'll, I'll just take it down to our metal shop down at school. <laughs> can we stamp U.S. Army in this, please? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to buy you that and a mango. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Oh, man. Oh, uh, burning, burning questions. Uh, something that was brought up in the episode that didn't get answered um, that you hope was either answered in the past or will be answered in the future. Did either of you guys have burning questions? Where did the glass eye come from? <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> this sounds like it's going to be familiar because it was on top because when they folded over the blanket, it landed on the hey, floor. Hey, yo, yo, it yo. It was on yo. the top. Is that Mikhail's fucking glass eye? Right. Right. It's, yeah, it's got to be. Right. He's the only other, he's the only one-eyed character I know of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's because we haven't met uh, the one-eyed uh, plane survivors yet. We'll see those in season four. <laughs> ah, fuck. <laughs> There's All ten right. of them. <laughs> Yeah. No, I don't, I don't really have any questions on this one. Adam, do you? Uh, just the, the whispers. This is the first time that we've gotten oh, the whispers yeah. in, in the show. I know that in chronological order, the whispers have come up 
before, but this is our first time here on the podcast. So you're like, yeah, yeah I didn't whispers. know. What are, what are those spooky whispers? I, I just thought that they were like overhearing someone else's conversation and it was interpreted as whispers. So the fact that that's a thing, I guess, yes, then yes. I would like to know more about that. Yeah, I, would, I, I, would, I always focus on the minutiae things like the glass eye or, how, hey, how many channels does that radio have? Oh, have yeah. they tried all of them? Do they know what they're doing there? What are the settings on that thing? Okay. Can they get 90.3 WRST FM Oshkosh? <laughs> Can they get WRST? This is what I need to know. <laughs> God damn. Oh, very um, good. Nick, thanks so much for being on the show, man. Oh, a pleasure. Definitely a pleasure. This will be a story that will be told many times in the future. <laughs> or at least once in November. Um, <laughs> once in November, yeah. Uh, yeah we will, we, we will, audience, you will be seeing Coach Brandle again. Yeah. Uh, we will be very excited to have you on uh, again in the future, especially for some, uh, for, for some, some of the second half uh, of Lost. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just excited for like what you said, you have handpicked episodes that I'm like, I'm going to look they're, they're, I, I can think of two off the top of my head right now. I'm not. I'm obviously not going to say what they are. No, go ahead. But two. Of, no, I'm not going to say what they are because I want. I want to wait to see what they are because okay. it, if if I watch it again, I'm already swearing in my head. <laughs> thinking about some of the things in the episodes that i'm thinking of like it'll be it, it'll be an exciting podcast if Excellent. there's uh if, if if there's any of the two episodes i'm thinking of perfect Very good uh well hey if you're in the fox valley or if you're in wisconsin um by the time this this airs uh check out nick brando if you see him doing stand-up in the fox valley he's a very funny guy definitely yeah, i'm gonna plug that. That. Yeah, plug that yeah we're starting we're starting to do that again it's a yeah. lot a lot of fun very good um, all right. Well, thank you for tuning into this episode of Lost on Lost. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you're trying to be lost with us uh, out there in uh, out there in podcast land, please check out our next episode. We will be watching season one, episode five, White Rabbit. So grab your oh, work shit. tequila or your warm rail gin and belly up to the bar for Lost on Lost's fourth Jack centric episode. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, thank you for tuning into this episode of Lost on Lost. Uh, I'm Adam. I'm JP. You have any idea what's going on on the show? Negative. Me neither. Lost on Lost is produced and edited by Adam Busher and JP Russell. Recorded on location in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and Los Angeles, California. Our show is hosted at Podbean. Find us there or wherever you find your podcasts. Thanks to Danny Schmitz of Lost in a Name for our theme music. Lostpedia and the community of contributors there. Random.org for creating the watch order. Check out our Facebook page, Lost on Lost, or find us on Twitter and Instagram at Lost on Lost 1. Don't follow those jerks at Lost on Lost 2. You can also email us at wearelostonlost at gmail.com. Email.com. If you like what we're getting into here, buy us a coffee at coffee.com slash we are lost on lost. That's ko-fi.com slash we are lost on lost. 